Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. That was going to be next. Well, that means that was, that was, so that one's for your birthday, I'm assuming. Mine was, <laughs> sure. I got the three-year-old one. You get Marilyn Monroe. That seems about right. You know, if I can get Marilyn Monroe, at least somebody that looks like Marilyn Monroe, I would prefer not a corpse, I'll be all right for my 42nd birthday. So happy birthday, old if there man. Any, if there are any people, any women who are interested in necrophilia, please feel free to call the show <laughs> on the <laughs> – Oh the man! Birthday edition. The birthday edition. So uh, a very happy birthday, old man. I I really think that I, I say old man, knowing that in forty eight hours I become just as old as you are. Yeah, old is a relative term, um, but I'm more of an old, I'm an older forty two than you are by more than forty eight hours at this point. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday to you as well, my friend. Um, Thank Welcome, you. everybody, to the show, Thank Seth you. and Sean Sports Radio. Um, yeah, uh, I turned 42 today. Sean turns on Thursday. Unfortunately, not the best week for either of us. Um, I was in Chicago, which was good. Why do you say good. that? Hey, why well, do you say that? I st- oh, I, besides the obvious that my wallet got stolen. But other than well, that, that was, I'm that doing was, all right. Well, didn't your phone, didn't your phone break also? Did you have a phone yeah, it's issue been both? a long week. Look, it's been a long week personally. I thought you were more talking about the sports in which I think we both did all right in the NFL draft as far as our teams are concerned, as far as our picks yeah, are I'm concerned. Fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with mine. Um, no, yeah, as far as the picks is, are concerned, not so much. Yeah. I, I was out in Chicago as my better half went on a business trip there, so Jake and I tailed long. Um, it was – 11 hours with Jake in Chicago was a bit much. It was a lot. I'm not going to lie. But he seems to have come out okay. We hung out at a sports bar. We made some friends. Um, in case those of you don't know why I bring my son to a sports bar, well, because obviously you haven't seen my son watch basketball, which is downright hysterical. Um, but, both, but I got sick, unfortunately, which has led to a lovely flight home. And then I had to go pick up the dog at midnight last night. So that was my birthday. That was my birthday trip. Plus, they got detoured into the GW Bridge, which also not fun, at 11.30 <laughs> last night. <sighs> so, but all in all, a little bit under the weather, but surviving. A little bit less hair, a little bit more, well, plump, I guess. But all in all, not bad for 42. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> while he coughs up a lung. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, both of, both of us by Thursday will be 42. 
we're in pretty good health. One of us has hair. One of us has height. So I guess that trades off. But overall, we're doing pretty well in life. We have good careers. We have good lives. We're living in the, in the, metro, in the New York metro area. Things could be worse. Things could be a lot worse. And uh, very thankful for what I have, what I will be doing in the, in the next couple of weeks and going to Europe. And you know what? Overall, 42 wasn't a bad year. So, and more and prosperous ahead of us. Um, I have a little bit of tequila going on right now, so I'm a happy camper. And um, Jake seems like he's on board with that. So let's get right down to our draft picks. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We don't have those because Seth's computer for the second year in a row blew up. Yeah. I had mine, but for some reason yours I cannot find, and the hard drive was crashed shortly after um, after our our uh, our draft last week. So I just got my computer back today, and I'm seeing my picks. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to concede that you won without even without even knowing, because I see. And I was I was going to do the same. So I'm not really sure if either one of us did anywhere close to good on this. We didn't. I didn't. I can only count for myself. Because I do have mine. I do have mine, so I counted. And my total was 46 points, which, was embar- which is embarrassing. I only That's got less two than 33%. That's why I said it's embarrassing. I went through a 10-person. Actually, it's less than that because somehow I put Maurice Hurst as nine, not zero, which puts me at 37 points. I don't think anyone's ever been below 40 before. Nope. We've been doing this for years. Well, and to be fair, Seth, I also had Maurice Hurst in the first round, and he went in the fifth round. So we both obviously missed on that. Huge. I did pick a couple yeah. spot on. I don't remember which ones they were. Um, the trades I was pretty good on. I will give myself credit on the Josh Allen trade. I think I, I picked that spot on, on the Josh Allen trade. But overall, you're right. It was – it was an interesting day in the NFL, and there were just some picks that kind of you rubbed your head and said, huh? I mean, obviously Christian Kirk did not go in the first round, so I lost that one. No, that, long but, no but that Baker one was Mayfield one of the more I was kind of gone hot. Baker Mayfield, yeah. number one, and after listening to John Dorsey, the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, throughout the last two days, and he's been making the rounds on the, on the, televi- on the television and the radio shows. Look, he was going in with Baker Mayfield all the way. He, he, and he's given sound reasoning why he believes Mayfield's the best one. And then he went and got Denzel Ward, and he had sound opinions on that. He thought Ward and Chubb were even on the, on the scale. And, it, uh, look, nobody else did, but he did. And – if he believes they're even on the scale and they need a quarterback more than they need a defensive end, I don't have a problem with either one of these picks to the Browns. I think people are going head over heels in the wrong direction for this. Well, it's like everything else. You know, we had talked about the quarterbacks. And what, was my, what has been my opinion on the quarterbacks? What have I said from the outside? But I think it's a pretty None of them are great. None of them are great. You said none of them are great. 
you're, you're not the only one to say that. I think everybody has said there is a problem with each of these quarterbacks. But remember the last couple of drafts where there were two quarterbacks in the top ten where they said, you know what, it's pretty much a pick em. And that was Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin III, and then Rick Meyer, sorry, Ryan Leaf, and well, you're going Peyton back to Rick... Right, but what yeah, I'm you're, saying you're going is back a long with way. quarterbacks, hold on, but what I'm saying is with quarterbacks, you're 40% right all the time, and you're 60% wrong. So Mayfield could be the best of the five, or Lamar Jackson could be the best of the five at, 30, at 32. So, I mean, I think we're just – obviously we're just guessing how they're going to translate into the pros. We are. And, I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of – I've seen mixed on, on, on Barkley going to the Giants. If the Giants were going to keep the pick, that's who I would have probably taken also. I realize the salary cap ramification. I get it. But if he can have a, a year similar to Zeke Elliott's first year um, in 2016 – or a year. I mean, and that's the expectation. That's what you think you're getting. So, look, here's the, here's the interesting thing about Barkley, and I hear you on the salary. I do. But, all right, so he's getting paid third, uh, fourth best, what is it, seven or eight million in his first year? Give or Something like right? that, yeah. So, so he gets seven, 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 or seven, eight, whatever, 8.5. And then his fifth-year option is like $10 million or maybe $11 million at that point. And I get that you can get a running back at a lesser amount. I get that entirely. But if he's the best running back in football, which I know you're paying him to be, the best running back and in I'm football the... earns that much, period. Yeah. If you no, think he's going to be I... the best running back in football, more power to you. He's not Dave Johnson. He's not going to get nothing. And if, if you believe he's, he's that good of a player, I agree with you. You take him. I would not have taken him. But I also would have traded the pick. So Yeah. And now if, the question is, but, like, we're never going to know. Now, supposedly, Gettleman got one offer that he considered legitimate. And we don't know what that means. I mean, thinking about it, think about what the Jets gave up to go to three. Three first-round picks. Well, three second-round picks. Excuse me. You yep. know, Buffalo gave up. Arizona gave up nothing. Arizona did yep. the best. I mean, I'm convinced. And you, I mean, I think Rosen's the best quarterback of all of them. I'm befuddled well, by this whole thing with him. You Seth, know, you've said Rosen is the best quarterback today of all of them. Do you think he's the best quarterback in – Ten years ten of all of them? Or I don't know. Of, okay. Because that's it's hard for me. That's basically draft. I understand that. I think he is the most sure thing of all of them. I have, of all of them, I have the least doubt. To me, he has the highest floor. Okay. I can, I can, I can go with that. I can, I can see Mayfield being Drew Brees-ish. I can see him... You know, busting out. Not because of a Johnny Manziel. There's no, I, I, this comparison is stupid. Look, he got drunk yep, and did stupid things at a bar. You know what? So did 80% of, the, or so did 80% of college kids. I can live with it. Um, you have I've just never it. loved Darn. Would you say, well, there you go. I've just, you know, Josh <laughs> Allen, 
has the completion ratio, as a completion percentage, you know, of 55. Per, you know, it's just terrible. You know, now that scares me. Again, could be, I think he's built to be in Buffalo. I do. I think he's a big, strong, you know, he could handle the Orchard Park wins. I think it made sense. Buffalo desperately needed a quarterback. I have no issue with it. But can he be a boss? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure he's going to be. He's going to have. I'm not sure he has the consistency. He has got the raw the raw tools, but I'm not sure what that means. Um, Lamar Jackson, don't know. You know, athletically incredible, better quarterback than a lot better quarterback than people have given him credit for. He's in a weird situation uh, in Baltimore. We all know my love for Flacco. Um. Because, I mean, he's Joe Flacco. He won a Super Bowl. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. But, you know, in a year, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, everybody's gone. I cannot imagine Steve Bishotti, you know, Ozzie Newsom is retiring. And I cannot imagine. Wait a second. Everybody's gone? There's no way DaCosta is gone. No, but I, let me rephrase. The GM will not be. No, DaCosta will have the job regardless. But I would not be surprised if John Harbaugh was gone. I wouldn't be surprised if, okay. you know, if the coordinators were gone. You can't. Baltimore can't go four years without him. Without. Hold on. So let's let's say okay. that happens, right? So I, I'm in agreement with you. I think that if they if they don't make the playoffs, Harbaugh's gone. I'm with you with that. But let's say that happens. Why is that a problem for Lamar Jackson? In fact, I think that's a solution. I think well, that's it, a it okay. May not, it may or may not be. Well, I. But hold on, hold on. What so, they, so let's you think you're going to bring out. in a coach hold specifically? To, okay. Let's play this out. So they lose. They go four and twelve next year. Okay, so they're they're out of the playoffs, and they they got a top five pick in the draft, top top six pick. Next year's draft is not great for for quarterbacks, from what I understand. I have not done, I've done the, not done the research, but I do not believe it's great for quarterbacks. It's not. So you have you have. John Harbaugh being fired, and you have the chance to bring in a court. You have the chance to bring in a coach and an offensive coordinator that might suit Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying bring in a coach that does it, but you bring in a coordinator that has maybe Michael. I don't know who Michael. I can't remember who Michael Vick's coordinator was. I think it was more, Marty Mornemike. But you you bring in a, a coordinator that is suited for a running style quarterback and you give Lamar Jackson the job, I think that works for Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's a hindrance. I think that's a help. It could very well. I think it'll depend. Are you going to hire a coach based, you know, that, that is, it has an offense that's based around Jackson's skill set. And look, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I'll be honest. Um, I think he's a. I think he's a. I think he's been actually underrated as a quarterback. As strange as that sounds, you know there were so many talks about, you know, his athletic skills and him maybe he should try to be a wideout and this and that. You don't draft a quarterback in the first round to be a wideout. Oh, he's not going to be a wideout. Uh, no, no, but no you know that. I understand, but you also know that a lot of people. That's what they were saying. He should. Have, he should have been trying to be like yeah, like a Terrell Pryor esque, you know, quarterback in college, and then transition. But I also look at Baltimore. I just, you know, I, I, and I don't know what's there. You know, they, they still, you know, they, they brought in a couple of wideouts. 
They drafted two uh, two court, two tight ends, I believe, which I thought was strange. Um, but you know, look, you know, my I think look, I think they need a complete rehaul, complete uphaul, rehaul, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think, ladies and gentlemen, I think, we, I think are, they we, are, we are now invent. Seth is entitled to invent one word on his birthday. He just did. Okay. <laughs> so thank you. Uphaul. Um, okay, so. So, so best draft. Who may who? I think you you're giving it to the Cardinals, right? As the best draft, getting trading up for Rosen. Um, I think they did really well. I I got I I mean, I'm gonna take a quick look just so I can kind of. All right. So, it's hard so, for me. So to, let me answer to, to my own question. Top my head. Let me answer. Okay. Let, let me answer my own question. The best draft to me was Brian Goodenkist in as his first draft in Green Bay. Yeah. Because, my Lord, that man moved. I mean, he saw Marcus Davenport there. He got a first-round pick out of Green Bay in order to move down. He got Jai Alexander, who I believe I had 30th. I think they got him at 29th, so pat on my back. Um, but they also got an additional first next year. They got, they're the only team that accumulated a first next year. And I think you're going to see less and less teams trading first and second round picks like that. I think they're just too high a value, but the saints are going all in and they drafted a, a raw rusher in Marcus Davenport and out of Texas. Oh, I can't San Antonio. And, but good and Chris, he drafted, I believe four cornerbacks in this draft and he got an extra first round pick and he got a guy that everybody thought, well, everybody but me. Thought was in the top twenty-five. So, rookie draft for him schooled everybody by getting a first-round pick. The other team that did very well. And I hate to give any. I hate to give these guys credit ever. Is the New England Patriots because the New England Patriots came away with the Bears' second pick next, second-round pick next year, and Detroit's third-round pick next year. So, no, New England did not pick up a quarterback successor for Tom Brady, but did they really have to? Because, quite frankly, next year, they have all the ammunition in the world to move up. They can, they can package that second and that third along with their first and move up in the draft to get – since no other team has a first-round pick, two first-round picks, they're in the driver's seat. No, and I think true. they did very well. I think they did very well. I think Denver did really well. I thought Denver got the best defensive player in the draft at, at five. And yep. if you read the article uh, in Sports Illustrated today, apparently Denver was trading down unless Chubb fell to them at five, to Buffalo. Right. Um, I also think Buffalo did pretty well. But I guess Buffalo getting any quarterback is, is an accomplishment. Um, they got – you know, their wideouts as much as we, we've loved Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders for fantasy purposes over the years. You know, they brought in Cortland Sutton from SMU. They brought in a running back, Royce Freeman, who's a bowling ball, um, you know, in the third from Oregon. You know, they, they lost the key to leave. They brought in a, they brought in a corner. Like, I, I mean, I am not an expert in, in fourth round corners. They also brought in Deshaun Hamilton, who's a really good wideout from Penn State and a bit underrated. I really like their draft. I thought they did a solid. How did you feel about your Jets? 
You got your quarterback. Okay. Is there anything else that uh, excited you or not really? So I really like the quarterback, okay? I thought, Look, you, didn't, they, I thought you wanted I, Allen. Well, I did want Allen, but I didn't want Rosen. So I didn't get Rosen. So I was happy. <laughs> I mean, I, I was – Look, I didn't get to watch the first six picks of the draft. Six picks? I think it was like ten picks by the time I got to the bar. I, I had a meeting. So I was getting text messages from my buddy Mike. And by the way, if you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. And the first text message was, okay, God, okay, Sean, what do you do now? I was like, what do I do now? If I'm third... And assuming that Darnold went one and, and Barkley went two, what do you mean, what do I do now? I pick a quarterback, and I pick, obviously, I pick either Baker or, or Rosen because I had Rosen in the mock draft. He's like, no, Baker went first. I was like, oh, please don't let them pick Rosen. So they didn't, and they picked Darnold. And I was happy with the, I wanted really – You wanted Allen. I wanted – I wanted – I wanted Allen, but I'm happy with Darnold. I would have been furious with Rosen. And I, I know your thoughts Rosen. on Rosen. I think I agree with you. He has the highest floor. But I also think he has the lowest ceiling. I'm all about, when you're the Jets and you're the second, and you're the second uh, team in a market and you haven't had a guy that could throw the ball on an outrun ever since Richard Todd and Vinny Detestable, <laughs> I want a guy that can throw the routes, and Darnold can throw the did routes. Did you say Vinny the testicle? I did. Did you say Vinny the testicle? He sounds like a mob conciliary. He sounds like a mob conciliary. Well, that's Is he what other I used Don to call Vito him. No, but that's what I used to call him. Seth. I used to actually, when he was playing, I used to call him Vinny the testicle. But anyway, you weren't six when, when he was he... playing, dude. You were fifteen or twenty. You called him the no, testicle. No, I said when. Why would it not be ethical? Don't you have nicknames for players? I, I didn't say I would find it kind of hard to root for somebody who I called the testicle. That's a pretty that's a... – <laughs> Okay, so, so Vinny had the same uh, – uh, uh, I can't remember the, what I'm looking for here. The same kind of attitude. or no, You knew he was going to make – the same type of throwing mechanism that one Eli Manning does. He makes one bad throw a game. And unfortunately, Eli makes that one bad throw a game, and it never gets picked off. Hello, Jake. Jake, oh, Jake had a very Jake. exciting day. Jake needs some help. All right, we're, we're going to do what we do to Jake. Basketball. Jake. Ball. Oh. Silence. You okay, nope, Jakey? No silence. That didn't work. So anyway, so I liked what the Jets did. I really liked Arnold. I really liked their second round pick. I really do. I, I mean, their second they didn't round have pick. have a second round pick. Sorry, their third. Sorry, their third round pick. They traded their second round pick. So I'm. Um, um, I don't know much about this guy, Nathan Shepard, out of Fort Hayes State, but he's got the build. He reminds me, unfortunately, of Vernon Golston, in which he's got the build. <laughs> now let's see. Now let's see if he can produce. But instead of getting him in the first round, you get him in the 
third round where you can take a shot on a guy that has the measurements and could be a very disruptive player. And, look, the Jets' D-line was, was shaky at best with the loss of Muhammad Wilkerson. I like drafting here. And then in the third round, the fourth round, this is the one that intrigues me the most, is Chris Herndon, at the tight end out of Miami. The, the, the Jets don't have a tight end other than um, David Leggett, who was injured all Jordan year. Leggett. And I, Jordan Leggett. What's that? Jordan, Jordan Leggett. Leggett. And I really like the fact that we drafted a, a guy that, had he not gotten hurt, he uh, had an MCL injury later, late in November. He would have been drafted a lot higher. By the way, if we're looking for names of the draft, and we always look for interesting names, for for Lorenzo, Fatu for Lorenzo Fatu Kasi, round six, 180th overall, out of Jake Connecticut to the Jets. That's just actually applauded like, you pronouncing that name correctly. Thank you. That's like Mufaluala, or whatever the guy's <laughs> name was on on Pittsburgh. So, so let's take away, let's take away the Jets draft, which uh, look they didn't have a lot of players, but I'm really glad that they didn't trade anybody for next year. So, oh, except our second round pick. What other than Barkley did you like your draft? I loved your second round pick. I did. Give me, I need one second now. Sorry. I love, I love, uh, Will, I love, oh, that's not going to go very well. Um, my son does not like going to sleep. So we're going to see how well this goes. Okay. For those so I, lo- hear I love being in the background. I am not abusing my son. I put him to bed. Can you hear the screaming in the background or no? Not anymore. We were. Okay. Should we talk so about the I, Giants draft? I loved, I loved the Giants draft. Absolutely loved it. I loved every piece of it, especially since you got a first-round talent in the second round. I thought they did very well. Um, I, there was one or two things I would have switched. Um, Hernandez in the second, they needed to go offensive line. They wanted a linebacker. They wanted. They liked this linebacker Carter from Georgia. They they thought he was a t- second round pick. They got him in the third. No complaint. They get B.J. Hill. They got defensive linemen. I kind of wish they, they took two defensive linemen. I kind of wish they took one more offensive lineman. All in all, they took the. Oh, they didn't. They took. What could be most importantly, they took the quarterback from Richmond, which everyone seems to like, except they have to see if he has the arm strength, which. All things considered, I can live with because that, that pretty much what that means is him and Webb are most likely going to be competing for the job in the next year or two. And while I'm comfortable enough with it, with Webb that I didn't want them taking a first-round pick, I'm glad that there's going to be some legitimate competition as well. So we'll see how it plays out. I had no, you know, okay, to so me, I would have rather them trade well, down, but, I, but having stayed, I'm good with what they did. So, okay, we're, we're again, now we're looking back on it, right? We're 2020 here, 2020 hindsight. Knowing that Mayfield was going first, does that change the fact that you don't pick a quarterback in the first round? 
Would you have preferred a quarterback in the first round? No. Okay. No. I – none of these quarterbacks would make me want to take them at two. If the Giants had traded down to, let's say, Buffalo at – I think they were at 12. Um, or they had traded up to their 12 pick. But I don't think they would have gone that low. I don't think the Giants would have gone lower than six. That's my guess, six or seven maybe. You know, if they picked at seven and picked up an extra first-round pick and an extra second-round pick and Mayfield is gone and Chubb is gone – I mean, not Mayfield, excuse me, Barkley is gone and Chubb is gone. And they loved either Josh Allen, which I, 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 wouldn't, I don't think I could see. Uh, I, I just, he, he just, you know, him and Mayfield, neither of them struck me as giants. Or they really liked Rosen. Um, then I would have been okay with it. You know, I, I don't think that's the problem. You know, I mean, I, look, I'm, you know me. I've been, we've been hosting a show for six years, five years, whatever it's been. I'm not a huge Eli guy. I never have been. But I don't. What'd you say? No. You're not a no. you're not a Eli guy. <laughs> I like him more than Flacco. Does that count? No, that means I like him more than Mud. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you get my point. Um, I don't know of a guy who I talk to from time to time is a Chargers fan, knowledgeable guy, and he was arguing they should have gone quarterback and. The question really is, is this a rebuild, or is it, do they think this is a rebuild, or do they think this is a win now? That's exactly my feeling the is this, point. My feeling is this. If they decided it was a full-fledged rebuild, they would have Gettleman's in his first year, Shermer's in his first year. You yep. have the leeway to make this a complete rebuild, and no yep. one would argue with you. So – they don't think this is a – obviously, by doing this, they don't think this is a total rebuild. So, if they don't think this is a total rebuild, and you keep Manning for another year or two, if that's how it plays out, you have your – one of these quarterbacks hopefully will develop to be the apparent, the heir, the heir apparent, and you get what we hope is an all-pro running back at a minimum in Barkley. I can't argue this. I mean, you know, I don't know what they got offered. I don't know what the quote-unquote reasonable offer is. But I know that pretty much everyone had either Barkley or Chubb as the best player in the draft. I don't think I've seen anyone to the contrary. Maybe Nelson. So you're getting the best player in the draft, number two, in a position that they desperately needed to fill. I mean, I think the only teams that have worse running were, were Detroit and Seattle. So I, I, I find it hard. Thank <laughs> you. Well, you, had, you said Bilal Powell. Wasn't Bilal Powell pretty decent? So a few games where he wasn't injured? Sure. Okay, continue on. But you get my point. Like, well, yes. And Seattle, the surprise of the draft was Seattle's first pick. Yeah, that was weird. Rashad Penny was probably would have been there in their second round when they picked. Um, there were a lot of good – look, the, the big issue was this was a running back draft from Darius Geis to 
uh, on Johnson to Ronald Jones. There was a lot of depth at running back, which is the biggest argument I could see for taking Chubb because you always need, you always want stud defensive linemen. But as you said, if Gettleman thinks that this guy has the potential to be a Hall of Famer, that's, you know, and that's what he's putting his, he's taking his reputation on. You know, look, I watch a decent amount of football, college football. I'd like to think I'm more average, more knowledgeable than the average cat. But, you know, I'm not, it's not my career. So if he's staking his reputation on a guy who's already who's considered the consensus best player in the draft, how hard can I really complain? Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, we let's switch gears a little bit. Were you able to watch any of the NBA playoffs last week? Yeah, I watched some. Um, I unfortunately missed Game Seven of Cleveland, Indiana, because um, I was in Chicago. But I watched a decent amount. Were you in? And there's only, did anything? Did anything surprise you? I was surprised how good Indiana was. There was nothing yeah, I, about I, that team which made me think that they were going to be what they were. And call it what it was, they were the better team in that playoff. I mean, they oh, lost I don't the think game, have, they lost the series. But they were the better yeah, team. You don't, have, you don't have to convince me of this. I absolutely think that they were the better team. They ran into LeBron James. I mean, it's, it's very simple. They ran into the best player in basketball. And I was talking with a couple of colleagues today about this, and the playoffs are when the best players – look, there, there are very few sports, if any sports, other than basketball. I don't even think hockey is, 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 can be dominated by one person as, as much as basketball can. He's just not on the ice as much. And when you have that one go-to guy that cannot be stopped, and there, were, there is really, without fouling LeBron, there is no way to stop LeBron James. None. Without hacking the crap out of him. And he can dominate a series, and he definitely did. I don't think they will have anywhere. Look, you don't bet against LeBron, but I – pick Toronto to win this series. I think Toronto will win this series. I, the supporting, you can give, I think what Toronto's going to do is Jordan rules. I'm going to give LeBron 50 points. I'm just not going to give anybody else any. I think that's the way you have to approach playing the Cavaliers. You have to play them the same way you played Jordan in the early, in the late 80s, early 90s, like when he scored 63 against the Celtics. You just give him his points, and you say, everybody else, have fun trying to beat me. Yeah, I, I think it's the reasonable way to do it. That game is at the half at 60-57 to 57 right now, uh, Toronto. <laughs> I think game one is really important. And I realize that's kind of a stupid comment, but you know, Toronto, who has been beaten twice convincingly by Cleveland, there needs to be a, they need to have the confidence that they can win this. And if you lose game one, you got to think in the back of Kyle Lowry's mind, and that's a tough-minded SOB. You've got to think that they're thinking, oh, crap, here we go again. Oh, yeah. I think it is I think essential you got for them to win the first two games. 
essential. At least, certainly the first game. I think they might be able to lose the second and come back. But certainly the first game, they have to win. They have to get off on a good start. And I think they will. I, I think they'll win tonight. I think the depth comes out. And so it's interesting because as I watched most of most of the Cleveland series, because I think I watched five or six out of the seven games, it was actually really interesting to me to watch Oladipo play because I haven't watched a lot of him. I don't think anybody's watched a lot of the Pacers. I think they just came from nowhere and really were productive. Let me ask you this. Who, aside from LeBron and aside from Steph Curry, outside of the top five guys in the NBA, who's your favorite guy to watch? Who's your favorite guy that you turn on the TV and you you immediately look as to what this guy does? And he doesn't have to be an all-star at all. He can just be a guy that you enjoy watching play the game. And it's interesting because – and let me see if you can guess mine. The guy that I love watching play the game is actually a guy I hated watching playing the game when he first came in. And now I love watching him play. Any ideas? I mean, no. I mean, dude, I don't have a clue. Is he still in the playoffs? Is he not in the playoffs? Okay. So, I mean, my favorite guy to watch playoff, is no. Still, sorry. He's still in the – I'm giving you very vague clues. He's still in the playoffs. And he plays on the Caps. Okay. Well, I'm narrowing it down to 12. I mean, it's not yeah, at that I point. Mean, yeah, you know, let's go through and going through the team quickly. It's not going to be Tristan Thompson. not going to be George Hill. I mean, the only guy that has any name that I would think of would be Kevin Love, but he's been terrible. So I, I can't imagine okay. it's him. Larry Nance? I mean, why would you hate watching? I don't know who you would hate watching enough in the beginning to like them now. I love oh, J. watching J.R. Smith play basketball right now. I love watching him play. I think as, as much of an, as the attitude hurt him early on with the Knicks and with the, and with the Nuggets is how much it helps him now where he is carefree and he plays the game with reckless abandonment. And there was a stat once that showed that J.R. Smith shoots more halftime. You know that shot right before halftime that most people miss, right? The Mm -hmm. 75-footer, the 60-footer. He has shot more of those shots in the last 10 years than anybody else in basketball, which I find incredible, number one. But number two, it's also a guy that doesn't care one iota about his field goal percentage if he's True. shooting that many. He just is like, I'm going to shoot it because I can, and maybe I'll make one. And he did with Indiana. Again, he, he, he made a 75-footer to end the, end the first half. I mean, I really enjoy the way that he plays basketball and really enjoy the fact that he takes shots that no, he takes off center three-pointers from the corner just on a, on a curl route. Like, he reminds me of Reggie Miller in that he'll shoot it from anywhere. He just has a cockiness, even more cocky than Miller was. I, I just really enjoyed watching him. I think he's actually the key to 
the uh, Cavs moving on at all is he has to have good games because that team flows through him. George Hill played extremely well in, in the games that he played in Indiana. And in order to beat the Raptors, he really needs to play good defense. Because other than him, it's a turnstile defense with the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the weakest team that James has been surrounded with since since the year he left Cleveland the first time. Kevin Love has not been good. George Hill has been a disappointment. The young guys, you know, there's talent there, but they're not. There, there's no cohesion. Um, this is, this has to be Toronto's year because as we, you know, when we're watching the Boston Philly series. There is your future Eastern Conference. It's like the early 80s all over again, except it's not Andrew Tony on Dennis Johnson. It's going to be Ben Simmons guarding Kyrie Irving. I mean, look, you, know, you look at this Celtics team, and they're without their two all-stars, without Jalen Brown, who's developed into a great player. And they look like they haven't missed a thing, missed a beat. Terry Rozier, you know, has come from nowhere. You know, Jason Tatum is fantastic. Al Horford looks the best he's ever played. Looks like it's the best he's ever played. He's running that offense right now, which is amazing as a 6'10 forward, 6'10 center. Philly is obviously stacked with Simmons, Saric, and, and Embiid. If it's not Toronto this year, I don't know when it's going to, if it's ever going to be there. So for their sake, I hope they, I hope they can make the run. So based on what you just said, so we, we see that the two teams in the future are probably going to be the Celtics and the, and the 76ers. And you've just espoused that. Yes. That's my term for my birthday espoused. Although that's a real word. Uh, espoused the fact that, you believe that LeBron is playing with his worst group ever, or at least since the time that he left for Miami. You think he, like right now, you think he leaves? Because I'm, I, I struggled today to think of teams that he could go to. Well, we've had this discussion before. And, you know, I've had a discussion with Randy Zellier. I've had a discussion with the bot guys. You know, we, Nobody knows really where he could go. Nothing really makes sense, unfortunately. I don't see him going to Philly. I just don't see it. And that would be kind of a really... If he went to Philly, that would just be kind of... Like, that would just be ridiculous. But the thing is, I mean, look at it. He left Cleveland the first time, joined two superstars in Miami. He leaves Miami going to, you know, two superstars, young superstars, you know, Irving and Love in Cleveland. You know, we joked one time about Phoenix, but he ain't, he ain't going to Phoenix. He's, he's only going to go to a team where he's got a champion, got a place to win, got a chance to win a championship. Other than Philly, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't. Don't see where you can go. Look, I thought about this for a while, and I, I, I see one area where he could go. I see one place he could go, and 
this is really dependent on what happens down in San Antonio. So if you're Cleveland and you're offered Kawhi Leonard straight up for LeBron, I think you have to do it, right? You would. You never make what happened. The problem is this. Eve Kawhi is on a one-year deal. He's on the last. He's in the last year of his contract. So the question is, do you trade? I mean, you'd have to do a sign. I guess you have to sign LeBron and do a sign and trade. You're the capologist, not me. Um, well, let let's understand that both LeBron, LeBron can opt out, and and Kawhi is eligible for an extension. He still has one more year, so he can be traded without an extension. So Kawhi has one more year after this. He can go into next year with nothing or they can extend him after this year. So, and the other thing is LeBron can opt in if he wants a trade. So let's imagine that he opts in at 39. Kawhi is at 28 or whatever. And they just add another piece. They add Danny green or something like that. Right. So you have LeBron, Marcus Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Paul Gasol along with uh, Juwante Murray. I mean, I'm not sure the Spurs do it. I'm really not. But based on what's happening with Kawhi, Kawhi wouldn't have a choice in the matter. The only thing that Kawhi would have is leverage to say, I will not sign in Cleveland once I'm – done with next year. He would have that leverage. And so you're trading LeBron for basically one year. Much as, Look, it's a very similar trade to Isaiah Thomas, right? You're trading a superstar for an injured superstar who can potentially walk away after one year. That's what the trade is. And there are obviously some moving parts in there. But I'm not sure that gets LeBron, quite frankly, any closer to a championship since he moves to the West. No, but he's playing under a coach he he has total respect for. It is a team, you know, that while on the older on the older side there is young talent, and I don't know, it, it's not the most unreasonable thing I've ever heard. But, yeah, I mean, it all, I mean, you're right. If if Kawhi had to do a sign and trade, I don't think he would. But the fact that they have him under contract for one more year eliminates that concept. Now, would LeBron get? Would LeBron accept a trade to San Antonio without Kawhi being there? That's a whole other story. But I'm not sure Cleveland makes any trade. They'd rather just keep the cap room than deal for say Lamarcus Aldridge and have another older big man along with Kevin Love. I don't think that works at all. Okay. Because will be true. But... Okay, so we have other series in the West. Golden State goes up one nothing over, first of all, Oklahoma City going down. Right? Paul George, noncommittal, and Carmelo Anthony saying... In typical Carmelo Anthony fashion, 
I am not coming off the bench. That is a non-starter. I have to say, I told you so when he was traded to Oklahoma City. We all believed that he would be the better Carmelo Anthony, that he would be the Olympic Carmelo Anthony that would that would do what the team needed. But if you saw the second half of the final game against Utah, that man plays less defense than I do on a court. Yeah. I mean, he was a turnstile. In fact, Billy Donovan had to take him out because Donovan Mitchell was switching on him, and he had nothing. And he has $25 million more on that contract. Carmelo was a free agent this year. What do you think he would get? Seven to eight million. Five a year. To seven million. So like, so three yeah. years, twenty-four. Three years, twenty-one. Something in there. Probably a little, probably a little bit less because I don't think I was thinking on a one-year deal. If you're talking a three, two, three-year, the way his skills are kind of diminishing, mm-hmm. I wouldn't give him more than three sixteen, three fifteen. Yeah, I think the hardest part about his skills diminishing is that he could be a quality six-man off the bench, like just a scorer, right? A guy that doesn't play any defense whatsoever. But that's not him. Wow, that sounds awesome. Please do that again into the microphone. Woohoo! The cough or the uh, crying in the background? The cough. The crying I've dealt with all show. So we're good on the crying. We understand that Jake, we understand that Jake is an infant. You are not. So, well, anyway, I, I want, think I want you to be cognizant of what I deal with when I host the show. Usually, I go into the other I know, room. I know what you deal with. I was there last week. Oh, he was good last week, though. This is this is the not so good. You know why he was? Version. You know why he was good last week? Because Uncle Sean was there. Let's call it spade to spade. He was on his best behavior for him. But anyway, that is true. So, so anyway, so so Oklahoma City goes down, Utah comes in, Golden State drops Utah. I mean, yes, no, Houston drops Houston drops Utah. Sorry, Houston drops Utah. I don't think Utah has a shot of any sort against Houston. No, bad matchup. None whatsoever. Incredibly bad matchup. And then we got the Pelicans, who you thought were actually a good matchup. For the Pelicans against Golden State, didn't look like State it in game State. one. No, 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 no way. <laughs> no, it did not look like it in game one. And I think we're getting back to what I said before that against teams that have so much more talent. Look, aside from Drew Holiday and aside from uh, Anthony Davis, New Orleans just doesn't have talent, right? I mean, it's Solomon Hill. It's 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 Rajon Rondo who, okay, I can shoot better than Rondo. That's about the only thing I can do better than Rondo is shoot. But the fact is they don't have top-level talent. So when we were talking about a re-signing of DeMarcus Cousins, I think this is the type of situation where you look at where you say they need to get more talent. How do they get more talent? And the only way that they can get more talent with their capped-out status is to re-sign Cousins. 
it is an awkward situation. You are full of life today. It's like I go on yeah. for like three minutes, and then you go, it, was, it will be an awkward situation. You're absolutely <laughs> I right. I, went for, I, went, I don't know. I thought I went on too long on some of the other diatribes I did. So I was trying to keep you, this one you, short. My friend, yeah. you, you, my friend, never go on too long. You are, you are a perfect, concise bowl of something. Which I was going to really say, 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 if you'd like to hear I can't say what the seven words that George Carlin banned from the FCC, or what, had banned from the FCC, bullshit. Um, no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the fun of hosting a podcast. You can do that from time to time. Um, until I get an IM from Randy asking me, please not to curse on air. Um, did you really get yeah, no, that? I did once before. Oh, we well talked done. about it, and I think he heard the show. And he's like, I think you cursed too much. And I was like, well, <laughs> f you. But no. That's bullshit. I would. <laughs> yeah, I would never say that so about, the, about Randy. So the NBA, so the NBA playoffs is going exactly the way that we thought it would, and the NHL playoffs is going exactly the way we thought it would. There, the Bruins coming big in Game Seven over Toronto, and Lou Lamarillo has stepped down from the general manager's position with Toronto. I which I find that. Yeah. Yeah, well, he he had signed a contract where he said after 5 years I was going to become a consultant. So he's now a consultant. The question is his son, Jay Lamarillo, works for one New York Islanders. Wouldn't it be awesome if he came to Long Island? I saw that and I was like, "Yes, please." Oh, God, yes, please. Yes, 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 yes. Build me a winner. Please build me a winner. I need a winner. I'm so desperate for a winner. Here's the problem. What is Jay Lamarillo Lamarillo do for the Islanders? He is the assistant general manager. He's not your GM. No, he's my assistant GM. So let me see if I get this straight. You have a GM who is universally disliked. So you fire him. For the most ass. part, in Garth, in Garth Snow. And fire you think, ass. let me let me finish. And who they didn't they just resign him to like an extension? Like two, three years ago. No, recently. No, fire his ass. Okay. You think he's going to be secure enough? To bring in Lou Amarillo as, as, as a consultant with his son no. as, the, as the heir apparent? You think ownership's no, no, going to no, bring no, him no. in? Oh. I, think you're, I think you're seeing this completely off my, off my radar. My radar is. You want the owner to bring Garth. in Amarillo to, fi- to, file, to fire Garth. Yeah, I get it. Yes! I want him to bring in Amarillo to tutor or mentor his son to eventually take over. That's what I want, because I think John Tavares would then look at this and go, hey, we got Lou Lamarillo. We don't have freaking Garth Snow, and we're a steady we're a steady team that can actually produce. And I need that done tomorrow. So, so Ledecky, if you're listening, say goodbye to Garth. Say hello to Lou. Okay, last five minutes. I'll give the birthday boy his last dibs in a second. Again, a very happy birthday to uh, my co-host 
and best friend. Um, interesting times behind us, interesting times ahead of us. And, uh, yeah, and long live long and prosper and all that other stuff. Uh, hope you feel better as well. Uh, so that's number one. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, number two, um, and, and finally, Shaquille, uh, to Mr. Griffin, South Florida. South Florida, Central Florida. Excuse me. No, South Florida. I was right the first time. South Florida. Mm-hmm. You are now going to uh, to the Seattle Seahawks, a where you will play once again with your brother, which is I find amazing. You have overcome tremendous obstacles in your life, and I hope that you succeed. I really do. I think that it was tremendous that you were drafted. I think you were drafted actually too late, but. I have lots of friends that work with disabled children and disabled people, and they fight for the American for Disabilities Act every day on Capitol Hill. You are a shining beacon to all handicapped and dis- handicapped is the wrong word. I'm sorry, disabled people everywhere. So go on with your bad self and make your name in C- Seattle. Damn, yeah, I, I can't match up with that. So I'll keep it a little bit more, a little bit lighter. Um, just want to thank everyone uh, for for the birthday wishes. Most pretty much everyone seems to get a kick out of Jake's. See what Jake sounds like when he's not crying for thirty five minutes on a radio show. Um, now, prior years, Sean and I have had a running joke on who uh, who gets the most thank yous or happy birthdays on Facebook. I, I concede the victory at this point to you, buddy, because. This year I just stopped doing it, so I don't expect as many uh, as many back. Plus, you have a lot more friends than I do. So, um, but joking aside, um, yeah, I'm 42. It's a little depressing, but life is pretty good. I got a, a crying but an awesome kid, good wife, good business, good best friend, good radio show, and hopefully, all in newbie number two coming in three months. God, bleeping help me. So. Once I get over this stupid ass cold, life will be better. Um, but anyway, thanks to everyone who is listens, listens, you know, to the show, listens live, listens on the podcast, and reaches out and gives support whenever uh, Sean and I, you know, or criticism whenever we want it. It's always appreciated. And so I think that kind of covers it. So for Sean Palmer, uh, this is Seth Kamins on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show, and we'll talk next week and discuss. I don't know what we're going to discuss next week. What are we going to discuss next week? Yeah. We'll figure it out. What'd you say? We'll figure it out. I said All we'll right. figure it out. <laughs> See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.